Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and uh, hey, this is a great day in the USA. Why? Because we're still here able to fight the good fight and do what is necessary to keep our nation sovereign and to keep our nation free for our posterity, our children. Yeah, our children is what matters now. And friends, um, as we say goodbye to the Trump era, yeah, the Trump era is over for now. But uh, a and, and really the reason why they uh, want to do what they're doing to the president right now is because of the way he ended his speech today. The movement that we have begun is just beginning. That strikes fear. In the midterm electoral process right now, and believe me, that Dominion software is already, they're already testing ways as to how that can be manipulated again in 2022. I think we're wise to them, though. Oh, I think we're on to them. And I have a feeling that one of the reasons why they don't want Trump to run again, and you know it's true, is because of 75 million legitimate American votes that 98% of them say they would vote for him again. Friends, that's just not whistling Dixie, is it? That, my friends, is real talk. They would vote for him again. You know what? I'm in that number. But, hey, this is, what's, this, this is the new rap on This is a new hit on you. And you might as well get used to it right now. The new hit on you is this. <laughs> you are a cult member. And because you're a cult member, you need to be deprogrammed. Oh, there are people suggesting that about anyone 
who happened to wear a MAGA hat, anyone who may have supported the president or anything like that, uh, anyone like that, anyone like that, they are saying that you need to be deprogrammed. You're a cult member. What the president had going was a cult and, 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 and the president has said, and he's saying in his speech, that his concern has always been the best interest of the American worker. And friends, if truer words have ever been spoken, I don't know if I've heard them outside of scripture. This man was in favor of the American worker. This man put monies back into American business and brought them home, brought American businesses home, home where they belonged. This man, Donald John Trump, today we say goodbye to him and hello to who? To who? I can't, listen, and and I know, listen, Lord, please forgive me for 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 being so uh, much like this, and 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 you know, folks. I mean, please forgive me if if I offend anyone with what I'm about to say. And 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 somebody may say, well, since you know it's going to be offensive to some people, why are you going to say it? It's because it needs to be said. It, it this what I'm about to say need to be said. I have said it over and over again. I don't know if anyone's listening, but please hear me this time, please. You just pay attention to what and who Joe Biden is going to be. You already see what's headed toward our southern border. You may have forgotten just how awful Oh, you wanted to pretend that everything was okay during the Obama administration. You wanted to pretend that it was all right. Everything was just just peachy cream. Why? Because Obama was a black president. You wanted to pretend. You wanted to make may like. That's what you say when we were kids. You want to make let's make like uh, let's make like we you a cowboy. I'm in you. Let's make like let's make like that. Let's play like let, let's plike. Let's plike that. Let's play like that. Let's plike that. You know how you run words together as kids. Well, that's exactly what we were doing when Obama was president. We were playing like, let's, let's, let's play like everything's good because we got a black president. Let's make like we, 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 everything's really good because we, there's a, a, a black president. The strongest delusion that you can possibly have is the delusion that you place yourself up under purposely yeah the delusion that you place yourself under purposely there's a wise old saying um, that is sometimes misquoted but you know it's, it's one that I think is is a very wise saying it goes the greatest source of suffering are the lies 
we tell ourselves. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the, the, the greatest source of suffering. Uh, yeah, are, are the lies that we tell ourselves. And America, if ever there was a time where we can correlate. Are you hearing me? If ever there was a time where we could co-relate the source of our suffering along with the lies that we tell ourselves. Friends, uh, if, if we can co-relate that, you'll see a direct relationship to it the suffering, and the lies. Coming on with me uh, later on in the show today, uh, the top of the next hour. In fact, when we come back, we'll be on with Denise D'Souza, who in her own right is a songwriter. And, of course, uh, she is the uh, power behind the throne. She is the wind beneath the wings of Dinesh D'Souza. And um, Debbie D'Souza will be my special guest. She was born in Caracas, uh, Venezuela, uh, and um, she was grew up there when things were much, much better. Uh, in fact, things were very prosperous there at that point in time. Yeah, and because of her dual nationalities, both her Mexican-American heritage from her mother's side as well as her Venezuelan roots from her father's side, uh, she gives to us a very, very unique perspective. And I think uh, Dinesh will certainly agree with me uh, when I say that uh, he's blessed to have uh, such a multi-talented and faceted wife in, uh, in Debbie. And so uh, we're going to have her on with us after the uh, top of the uh, next hour at the um, on the fives we have her on the fives the next hour and uh, I'm going to keep her as um, as long as I can as long as she'll allow and um, there's a lot that I'd like to pick her brain I'd like to pick her brain and I think we might be able to get a glimpse of how and where it all goes wrong. And, and what what makes us start to think that um, socialism is something good, you know, something good for us. And so um, stay tuned. Stay, stay with me right here for uh, Denise D'Souza. And um, Denise, of course, um, will uh, tell us about all of the things that um, she was exposed to there in Venezuela. And I also want to talk to her very much about uh, how she developed from a teen singer. And now she wants and is doing uh, this in her adult years. Um, there's a God Bless America rendition that I've heard the other day that is very, very good. And uh, I'm going to see about Jared putting portions of it in, uh, in the show uh, so we can promote 
that. So Denise D'Souza will be um, my guess. Um, Dinesh won't be far behind her, I don't believe. Um, but just the same, we have an incredible show for you here today. But you and I, in the meantime, you and I have a lot to talk about here in this first hour together. Back to what I was saying about the president leaving. Yeah. We were being treated like fools. Slapped around by every nation in the EU. China was thumping us on the head every time we turned around. Treating us like idiots. Every time we turned around. And um, we were getting thumped on the head so regularly. And, you know, we, when they didn't thump us on the head hard, we were actually saying thank you to these clowns. And along comes Donald Trump. And he says to us as American people, why? He asks us the question. Why are we taking this crap? And do you know what, to, 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 to my surprise, and, and I know to your surprise, because you have shown your surprise to all of this. You've shown your surprise to it. We were surprised that the people who should have been saying amen to what Donald Trump was saying in the Republican Party, we were expecting certain people to say amen to what Donald Trump was saying, but these people didn't say amen. These people got angry because he was talking about draining their swamp. You say, what? Yeah, he was, he was talking about draining their swamp. He's going to drain the swamp. Yeah, he's he's been talking about draining a swamp. You mean the one with Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi and all of them who have been in there for so long and Chuck Schumer? Maxine Waters? James Clyburn? You mean the, the swamp that all of them have been comfortable with each other for so long in? This this guy is talking about uh, Mitch Mitch McConnell. You, you mean you're going to stand still and let him drain our swamp? I know you're a Republican. I'm a Democrat. So said old James Clyburn. And so said uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi to Mitch McConnell. So said Chuck Schumer to Mitch McConnell. I know you're a Republican and I'm a Democrat, but, man, this is our swamp. We run this thing. And, and, and this guy, you have allowed uh, the, the, those, those crazy Americans to elect president of the United States, this Donald John Trump. He is talking about draining the swamp. And Mitch, this is Schumer talking to Mitch, Chuck Schumer. You know one thing? If he drains the swamp, it's going to affect you too. Those kickbacks and porks and all that kind of pork that you were getting for your state that was getting money put in your pocket, all that kind of stuff, uh, hey, it's going to hurt you too. 
He's here to clean stuff up. Won't be as messy as it's been. We can't, won't be able to play in the street the way we've been playing in the street. We're not going to let him drain the swamp, though. And I tell you something else. We're not going to let him cut off that Chinese money either. I don't care what we have to do. We're not going to let Donald John Trump turn off our Chinese money. I don't care what we got to do. You better figure something out, um, you know, to do because, uh, uh, you know, we got to figure out something to do because we ain't going to let him cut it off. We ain't going to let him. Nope. We're going to figure out something to do. Well, how about stealing? How about stealing? I don't know if the election committee, but they have this Dominion software now. If we install it in certain places, the right places to produce the votes we want and give us the results that we need, who's going to argue? Because we paint the narrative that Trump is so far gone that that many more people voted for Joe Biden over Donald John Trump. In fact, Trump is so far gone, he can get more black vote than any other Republican president has ever gotten. He can get more Latino vote than any other Republican president has ever gotten. Probably not as many much as uh, George W. Maybe he did. I'm not sure. And he still lost. He still lost. And as far as I'm concerned, folks, something ain't right. Something just ain't right. But here we are. We're still here in Hoosville trying to figure out exactly what went wrong. And you better know one thing. Something certainly went wrong. But uh, after uh, tomorrow, after, well, after today, after tomorrow, after today, in fact, just a little bit from now, the unthinkable will happen. The unthinkable will happen. Joe Biden will become the 46th president. Oh, my God, it just absolutely makes me want to wither when I even say the words. Joe Biden will be sworn in as president of the United States. I will not say that he will become the 46th president of the United States because in my estimation, and yes, call me whatever name you want to call me, I don't care. But Joe Biden, in my estimation, will never be the legitimate president of the United States until we have audited the vote count. No one will ever make me believe that Joe Biden got more votes, black votes in the inner city than Barack Obama. That did not happen. I'll be back. I'm CO. Thank you. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. And the strangest things happen sometimes, folks, when uh, folks think that you can do them a favor and they hope that you can, even though they have been dogging you out um, for you, you name it. They, that's how long they've been dogging you out. And then you finally get into a situation where um, they feel they could use you, and then um, they come to you, right? Such is the situation with uh, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, the rapper, Snoop Dogg, Calvin Brodick, you know, Brodick, whatever his name is. Um, he's never, ever hidden his disdain for Trump, for the president, right? Uh, but he has been quietly working with a pair of activists uh, with connections to the White House in an attempt to convince the president to commute the sentence of Death Row Records co-founder Michael Harry O. Harris, the Daily Beast reported. Uh, Alice Johnson, one of the uh, activists working on the case and a, a criminal justice reform advocate, whose life sentence was commuted by Trump in 2018, said, I've been told that the president is aware of the case and has been reviewing it. Uh, Harris, who is almost um, 60 years old, has spent some three decades, 30 years, in prison on an attempted murder and cocaine trafficking-related charge. I'll be surprised if Trump um, um, let, cuts him loose simply because of the cocaine-related charges. The president hates, let me repeat, the president hates drugs. Uh, and I think he hates drug trafficking probably more than he hates the drug itself. Uh, his brother, you know, Fred, was um, an alcoholic and a drug addict. And so um, the president just hates drugs. So we'll see how this turns out. The, it's the list of people pardoned and commuted it is so um, broad that it is amazing. I can't wait to see the list of people. And maybe, just maybe, uh, this guy may be on. You know, Alice uh, is a great person. Alice has a lot of influence on the president. If Alice was saying to the president that, hey, listen, let's give this guy a chance – uh, this Harris, uh, Harry O'Harris, uh, Michael Harris, a chance. The president just might do it on the say-so of, uh, of Alice, on the recommendation of Alice. But the cocaine thing, I'm telling you, is um, I'll be surprised if he does it, but he just might. i tell you one thing. If he, if, he, if he does do that and Snoop Dogg starts singing his praises, yeah, there goes the black vote but uh, for, for the Democrats. 
That's how it all started anyway. That's how it all switched from Republican to Democrat anyway was Kennedy. Kennedy came along, a rock star type personality came along and, uh, and, and stole that vote that was formerly all uh, Republican. Black vote was mostly all Republican right after Reconstruction in this country right up until about uh, 1930, 1940, 42, when, when um, the... Armed forces were desegregated. Truman, you know, and um, the black vote began to drift toward the Democrat camp. And then along came um, Roosevelt. And one, one of the reasons why you have so many black men older than me who was named Roosevelt <laughs> is because... They were named after President Roosevelt. Roosevelt uh, seemed to be a very good, um, you know, president. And Franklin Franklin Roosevelt was a very good president. Then Teddy Roosevelt. Those Roosevelts, you know, had their their history with with black folks. I think, uh, yeah, with Theodore Roosevelt, uh, Teddy Roosevelt uh, had um, was the first president to have a black man come and eat at the White House, and that was Booker T. Washington was invited to come to the White House and eat with uh, President Teddy Roosevelt. And so that's why uh, so many black folks, and, and this is just a sidebar, I'm just going, I'm just, I'm not pulling your leg, this is true, but that's why you have so many black men older than me, like my, my dad and so forth, who were named Roosevelt. They were named after President Roosevelt because they were born in the, um, either but one of those Roosevelts in the 30s or in the 40s. And so we are investigating various things, my friends, and we're looking to uh, various things that could happen. And if if Snoop Dogg and Alice are uh, successful in convincing the president to commute or pardon Michael Harry O'Harris, Hey, it might actually signal something. It may signal to the black community that a new day is dawning. You may say, but black people uh, are all in on on black. No, they're not. No, they're not. Uh, Listen, there are black folks who have relatives who lived in these inner cities and had businesses in these inner cities that were burned by Black Lives Matter and Antifa. They were burned by them. And they ain't no ways, and they they are too tired of the way this stuff has been going down. They are too tired of it. Oh, they don't say anything. And maybe that's a part of the problem. Is that that people smolder inside without actually showing their disgust and disdain for the way things go? Maybe we should start speaking up more. People don't want to say nothing because they're afraid. And in some cities, you had to be for afraid for your life if you say something to someone about something. So people have been cowed down to say nothing. And folks go roughshod. They just because people assume that because you don't say nothing, you don't care. Now, 
Alice Johnson, who was uh, pardoned by the president and uh, who was one black woman who I thought had just won an election for a president. But I think all of it was sprung out too soon, too early. Uh, But Alice Johnson, Snoop uh, said that Snoop brought this case to her and uh, brought uh, and I brought Alice Johnson on board to help it with me. And um, she brought it to the West Wing. The the activist uh, Weldon Angelos, a former music producer, said and a federal uh, prisoner who was pardoned by Trump last month. So this is a guy who had been pardoned himself. And, and just put a pin right there, because when I think about what this president has done, did do for black folks in this country, both in the penal system, in the workplace, when we look at in the business specter, as far as being uh, uh, creating situations where black businessmen and minority businessmen, Latino businessmen, poor white businessmen had a better shot, especially poor. And see, this, this is a bridge that you could build, especially poor white businessman who has a black or Latino partner. It could be male or female, doesn't matter. That that's the bridge. That's that's where the harmony. That's where the unity comes in. You see, in business, we need one business. The very nature of business is that we need one another. Are you hearing me? The very nature of business says you need me because I need you. You have something I need. Yeah, yeah, you have something I need. And I have something you need. Now, one of us got the money. One of us has the money. And as we trade back and forth, we're going to see how that money is actually morphed, evolves into something absolutely different. It evolves into something different, evolves into something new. Money becomes what's called barter. And before you know it, you and I are working together, bartering our talents between each other so that we can make a better profit off of what we've done for each other, selling the results of our work together to our different clientels. That's the nature of business between businessmen. You need me and I need you. Can I talk to you for a minute uh, as, as, as um, clergy, those, those of you who might be uh, going to church and, you know, you might be a part of a church and you might be a pastor who listens to the show regularly. I know I have many across the country, maybe globally, that uh, listen to this show. You know, that's the way it should be uh, when it comes to the community of faith. You need me. And I need you to affect our community. And I know that there are a lot of people who say, oh, no, the only thing we need is Jesus. We need Jesus. I got Jesus and that's enough. And he is. He's more than sufficient if you be a doer of the word. But if you're just a hearer of the word only, uh, uh, you're not a very profitable servant, are you? 
You just heard it and you just go around saying so others can hear you say you got Jesus and that's enough. But you don't ever do anything. That's all you ever say is that's, you got it. But you don't want to share it in any way, do you? Not by your works, not by your deeds, not by your actions or your just your words. Which are like uh, tinkling cymbals or sounding brass. You don't do anything, do you? Oh, hey, uh, CL went out uh, with uh, people who had like minds and like faith uh, above all. And certainly the same God. We talked about making a movie. That was no small feat. Much prayer, much supplication, pain, and, of course, heartache. Loss. But we made it. Runaway Slave, award-winning movie, award-winning film. We went out and did it. Let's see. Oh, you know, I think your message may translate to radio. Some say I don't think it would. People have to see you do what you do. Somebody told me, I think you can do it on radio, and I think you have uh, a way of making things vivid enough so that people can see what you're saying while you're saying it. Uh, Seven years ago, we started off on this, and um, we're down the road now. Started off regionally. Now we're coast-to-coast, border-to-border on the largest talk platform in the nation, Red State Talk Radio, the Talk Monster. Oh, 24 hours a day. Oh, the C.L. Bryant show does pop up there in Times Square, New York City, on the Red State Billboard. Not bragging, I'm just telling you how, what the Lord can do. Hmm? Best way, best way, best way to tell you what God can do is to show you what he has done. Oh, you don't hear me. The best way to tell you what the Lord can do is to show you what he has already done that's what he did for me i have never dreamed never dreamed that the lord would build and make a pulpit for me to stand on as big as the one that he has given to me never dreamed it but he did I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for it. I was telling somebody, uh, and I say this all the time, so I no telling who I may have been telling it to. But the reason I'm generous when I can be is because I'm grateful. Now, that's something my pastor teaches us too. James A. McManus, he teaches that. Uh, when you, you're, you're generous because you're grateful. You give because you're grateful. Uh, that God has blessed you. And let me tell you folks something. Uh, you, you, you're wanting to, to get blessings. You're wanting to uh, uh, receive into your life blessings that God has for so many that you see all around you, that you say being blessed above you. You may not understand that so many of those people, they give. I was shocked when I was a very young man, even though I grew up around wealthy people, not my parents. My parents weren't wealthy. They, were, they had good jobs, and you know, live, we lived well. We lived good for black folks back in the day. We certainly did. Went on vacations, all that kind of stuff. My father was a hardworking man and wanted to give me what everybody else had. 
He wanted to give my mother the life that every other woman had. He wanted to give us the American dream and make us believe that it was there. My daddy was that way. And I thank God for him. But I do know that uh, there were there were there were times when times were difficult. But I, I thank God that He has given me the platform that He has given me, and, I, and no brag about it, unless I boast in what He can do, what He has already done. And what he will do. And won't he will. <laughs> won't he will. And so. Um, Debbie D'Souza. Dinesh, uh, the wife of Dinesh. And in her own right. A very accomplished woman. God bless America. Is a redemption that she has given that uh, I, I'm Michelle, we have to get that. And I want to uh, piece some of it into our lives, as much as she can allow. 15 seconds, I think, is what uh, is, is good. Uh, 15, 20 seconds. And I think the close of it is what I'm really, really, really looking for. I am also saying to all of you here, as I was um, about to say to you, that Donald John Trump came to do a job. And I believe, as he has said himself in his farewell address to the nation, we did what we came here to do. And I know that you have your idiots on the other side of uh, the um, uh, spectrum, the liberals, CNN, MSNBC, the usual suspects. You have those over there who are going to be only talking about the storming of the Capitol that so many of their people were in on. So that, that wasn't anything to do with Trump. And that thing happened. It started happening before the president had even finished. The president was still talking another 20 minutes uh, when they were starting to invade and trying to loot the Capitol. The president had nothing to do with that. Absolutely nothing. And um, you have people like Snoop Dogg trying to pet- petition him to let um, a cocaine trafficker and um, uh, someone who has been convicted of murder go free. Oh, you make strange bedfellows. When you have the power, you have the juice, and it's your last day to do it. You make strange bedfellows. I believe that we have not yet seen the end of Donald John Trump, and I say good. I'll be back in just a few minutes. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. Back after these brief words. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die for So you sacrificed 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, home stretch of the first hour of the CL Bryant Show. Coming to you coast to coast, border to border, throughout the Fruited Plains, over Red State Talk, the Talk Monster. And, of course, so glad, so proud to be here with you. Yes, I am so proud to be here with you. And, uh, hey, folks, uh, coming up uh, after the top of the hour, the next hour, don't you go anywhere. And if you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to download free. The C.L. Bryant Show app. The C.L. Bryant Show app. And listen to the show anywhere you go. All the shows are archived there. But Debbie D'Souza will be coming up uh, on the other side of uh, this break. Born, raised in Caracas, Venezuela. A place that the president uh, just levied, I guess, as a parting shot to President Maduro down there. Uh, Some really stiff sanctions and um, announcing a sweeping round of uh, stiff financial sanctions to target a network of accused of moving oil on behalf of the president-alleged front man. So, you have a bunch of mess that is going on. And Debbie was down there, was growing up there, grew up there when Venezuela was... Well, hey, it was probably the best kept secrets in the world. <laughs> absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, my dad had been to Caracas. He said it's absolutely gorgeous. He said the women there are some of the prettiest on earth. Yeah. Yeah. They're the prettiest on earth. That's what my dad said. So, um, here we are, folks. Wonder how Biden will try and reverse some of those things that the president has done. I'm telling you, you know that there are a lot of things that the Democrats are going to do just to try and spite Trump. Just be, they were good things, like the way he dealt with the Chinese, the way he dealt with the Koreans. And hey, if you think that I am kidding with you, don't think I'm kidding with you. When I tell you that little Kim, oh, yeah, the little Korean uh, rocket man, he's going to get back on his rockets. Joe Biden will open the door for that. And God forbid, if uh, Kamala Harris becomes president of the United States, she'll giggle her way. She'll giggle us right into the arms of our enemies. Joe, I don't know if you know it, but uh, they're gunning for you. 
I don't know if you know it, but Kamala's coming for you. I hope you understand what this deal is all about, Joe. You had better understand. What's the new first, what's the first lady's, what's the, um, the Joe's wife's name, Karen? No, not that. That's not, what's her name? I don't even know. I don't even know the first, for new first lady's name. I don't know. Um, I don't know. No, the Karen is, um, Mike Pence's wife. Um, known her and Mike for years. But I don't know who the what the Joe Biden's wife's name is. I have no clue. She's so Dr. Biden. Jill, Jill, Jill. That came to me. Once I said doctor, it came to me. Dr. Jill Biden. Now, keep in mind, though, Dr. Jill Biden's not a medical doctor. In fact, what is her doctorate in? Does anyone know? You need to ask somebody, huh? What What is Dr. Jill Biden's doctorate in? If I'm not mistaken, there was somebody who had some kind of issue with that, don't you think? Huh? Dr. Jill Biden. I want to know what her doctorate is. She is, and at current, at, at present, the second lady of the United States, right? But the, the, the question on the table is, what is Jill Biden's doctorate in? What is her thesis? What was her thesis? What did she write her thesis on? Okay, I am seeing a University of Delaware BA uh, education, Westchester University, uh, Master of Education, uh, and then you have a Villanova University, MA. I don't see a, well, maybe she's a BA, and of course she has a doctorate in education. Okay, she's a doctor in education. Is that a doctorate in education? Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe a doctorate in education, University of Delaware. Maybe she has the doctorate in education. I don't know. But if anybody knows, would you please let me know? Because most people that I have run into have always thought that Jill Biden was a medical doctor. But it appears that she may have, and I'm not really sure if she does have a doctorate in, educa- in, in, in education. Not really sure. Somebody let me know. Her academic background. Oh, here's her thesis. Here it is. I'm looking. I'm finding it. Barbara, doctoral advisor was Barbara Curry. Her thesis was student retention at the community college. Meeting students' needs in 2006. Uh huh. Now I'm going to read the I'm going to read the title of this again. Maybe maybe this is a misprint in here. I don't know. But quite frankly, her thesis 
I don't know what this means. Her thesis states, statement is student retention at the community college. Meeting students' needs. Okay. That was her thesis. All right. All right. She has a master's degree and and, and all of that. Uh, University of Delaware. Um, taught English high school level for 13 years. English high school teacher. Uh, yeah, she kind of looks that way. She kind of looks like an English high school teacher. So the next first lady of the United States um, will be not a supermodel like uh, Melania Trump, but I want you to pay attention to something. I bet she gets the cover of every woman's magazine out there. I bet she gets the cover of every woman's magazine out there. Oh, you make me sick. We had one of the most beautiful first ladies that the world had ever seen in the White House. And you politically correct clowns would not bring her out and let the world see how gorgeous she was on your stupid magazines, pox on all of your houses. Your your hypocrisy will bring you down. Mark my words. I want you to hear me and hear me quite well. Your hypocrisy. All of you who are playing that game, all of you, your hypocrisy will bring you down. So... Just hide and watch. I'll just hide and watch. You just continue to do what you're doing. Coming up um, at the top of the hour, at the top of the the break, the hard break, will be Debbie D'Souza. Um, Debbie is, in fact, someone who I feel is going to help us, especially, you know how God prepares people for certain day, for certain times. I believe that now is a time for someone who is able to articulate between the American and the Latinos uh, population, the South American population, the good news of uh, not only our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but also the good news of America. I think um, she is uniquely equipped at this time to to do that uh, for such a time as this. And um, I'd be, I'll be looking forward to bringing her on with me. Uh, Debbie also has sang along with radio jingles for local businesses and um, D'Souza is, um, is a recording artist. She is a recording artist. And um, I just love all of us frustrated musicians and 
worship leaders, former worship leaders and pastors when we get together and, and talk about it. And, uh, of course, her voice can be heard at the end of the film Hillary's America and uh, singing God Bless America. And so um, you're going to help me welcome also filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza's wife, Debbie D'Souza, to uh, the C.L. Bryant show here in just a couple of minutes. I want you to stay with me. We're going to have a great conversation with her. I think that there's going to have to be a conversation, a bridge to conversation that can be had and listened to. The problem that we have with one another is that we talk, but we seldom listen to what the other person is saying. We're so desperate, yes, to be heard, and yes, you need to be heard, but if we develop a listening type of society, and be people who uh, get someone who listen to you, don't wear them out by just yap, 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 yapping. Don't wear them out. When you get someone who will listen to you, tell it to them and then ask them, what do you think about that? Then let them talk. And then you go at it again. What you want to do is comment on what they said to you. And before you know it, guess what you have, America? Something that has been lost to us. Before you know it, you have a conversation going. And when I tell you that that is a lost art conversation, friends, you better believe that is a lost art. Well, I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to download free the C.L. Bryant Show onto your favorite device and listen to us wherever you go. All of the shows are archived there on uh, our uh, device, (laughs) on uh, our app, the C.L. Bryant Show. Be right back. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. 
Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us daily as we build a bridge to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and um, you are. Um, I certainly hope that you are listening to us uh, live via the Talk Monster, Red State Talk Radio, the largest talk platform in the country. And if you're traveling through Times Square, look up above iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not, and there you will see uh, the Red State Talk billboard. And every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there. And old C.L.'s face, by the grace of God, is looking right back at you. Well, folks, uh, it is my esteem and signal honor to have on with me now someone who I admire both her work uh, and, of course, I admire the work of uh, her husband as well, and, uh, as well. And together, I admire their work. Debbie D'Souza, uh, I wanted to have her on. Uh, I have a friend uh, for years now, uh, Malcolm, Malcolm Out Loud. Uh, she was did an interview the other day that I got a chance to hear myself, and uh, I, I thought it was incredibly provocative and insightful, and uh, I thought it was timely. She was born in Caracas, Venezuela, and as you may know, the president, uh, I guess, is a parting uh, shot to uh, President Maduro down in Venezuela. He issued uh, some very stiff sanctions. I don't know how they'll hold up under Biden, but I wanted to get uh, Debbie D'Souza's uh, opinion and bird's eye view on what socialism looked like. She grew up in Caracas, and at the time, folks, you may not know this, uh, knowing that they don't have any toilet paper or, or necessities of life in Venezuela now, but at the time, Venezuela was flush. It was rich, prosperous, and still could be. Help me welcome to the show for the first time, Debbie D'Souza. Thank you so much for being on with me. How are you? Oh, thank you. I'm great. Thank you for having me on and, and for giving me the opportunity to, to sound off to, to the patriots out there. I want you to do exactly that, Debbie. I want you to sound off. Now, you have seen Venezuela before, and you see Venezuela after. Tell us about the Venezuela before. Well, I, as you told your listeners, I was born in Venezuela in the late 60s mid to late 60s. I don't want to say exactly when, <laughs> but um, it was a, a really beautiful, thriving metropolis. It was, uh, you know, it had it had everything you, you could possibly want. Um, I grew up in an upper middle class family. My father was one of the best hydraulic engineers in the country. He was he was an amazing man. Um, he passed away in the early 80s, uh, and he did not get to see Venezuela collapse. And, and for that, I'm grateful. Obviously, I miss him dearly, but for that, I'm very grateful. Um, so I came to the United States with my mother, who actually is American. She was She's Mexican-American from the Rio Grande Valley. So I have two cultures um, that are even though Hispanic, very different. Um, but, you know, my, my identity was Venezuelan because obviously I was born there. Uh, my early childhood was there till, till the age of 10. And, um, and I re we really, you know, wanted nothing. It was, it was everything was, was just amazing. Uh, in fact, I always joke about this, and, and Dinesh knows this, that when I moved to Texas, the, the Rio Grande 
Valley in Texas is one of the poorest parts of Texas. In fact, one of the poorest parts of the country. So when I moved from Caracas, Venezuela to the Rio Grande Valley, I thought I had moved to a third world country. Wow. Wow. Folks, I want you to hear what she just said. You see, in our American mind's eye, we think that type of poverty only exists somewhere else. But firsthand, she saw with her own eyes it exists even here in America and still does in so many pockets of it. Debbie, when we think about um, uh, America and we think about the different cultures, I think you're in a a unique position, a, a very unique situation, especially now at this point in time, when we see the activity going on coming up from Honduras through Guatemala uh, and headed for the, our southern border uh, at Mexico. I think it's time for a voice like yours who can speak uh, sanely to this particular situation and be a bridge of conversation. What must be said? What type of message, if any, should America have for our neighbors to the south of us? Talk to us about that. Well, you know, the the, the really interesting thing, a perspective about the Latinos coming into America is that we're not monolithic. There are, you know, obviously we're very diverse. And um, unfortunately, the people coming in in those caravans from from Central uh, America, you know, El Salvador, Nicaragua, uh, those Mexico, those people coming in actually expect to be taken care of. Whereas the Venezuelan Americans, the Cuban Americans that were upper middle class in those countries come in and they they want to achieve something on their own. So they are the conservative Americans that voted for Trump versus the people coming in illegally that want to be taken care of by the government that are the prime candidates for for Biden and for all of these Democrats that love socialism for them. So when I saw that Biden wants to make it, you know, wants wants to have an eight year plan to make all of the illegals in America legal. That is the reason is because they are going to keep the Democrats in power, basically. And so that is that is a huge difference. I don't want people to, to get really confused about this. It's There's no confusion. These people are used to being taken care of uh, by the government, and uh, they're not, their incentive really is not to become prosperous on their own. They want handouts, and they are not good for America. You and Dinesh uh, together produced uh, uh, Hillary Clinton's America. How close to that even though we didn't come in with Hillary, it appears that we're getting a second shot at what could happen. From your standpoint, give us an idea. Right. Talk to us. So, well, we, you know, we did Hillary's America, we did Death of a Nation, and then more more recently we did Trump Card, which is on demand right now. Anyone can see it if you have uh, Amazon Prime, iTunes, it's it's all over. So um, we really lay out the plan that uh, that will happen without the Trump card. And now that we know we're not going to have the Trump card, everything that we say in the movie is is a warning to, to everyone. Because unfortunately, we laid it out for everybody to see and, uh, you know, we, we're going to – obviously, we, we cannot disengage. And I think that that is the, my biggest fear 
and and this is one one parallel of the Venezuelans that I, that I see is in Venezuela. You know, in two thousand four, um, they tried to um, to vote out Hugo Chavez. They did a you know a. a recall election and he and he lost except for the fact that he had a machine that turned it around in the middle of the night i think that kind of sounds familiar i don't need to say what it sounds familiar with but that's what happened in venezuela and unfortunately in venezuela the opposition self-destructed they could never achieve unity and that's why hugo chavez he really didn't even need to cheat anymore hugo chavez and then maduro they they didn't need to cheat anymore because the the conservatives the opposition they disengaged they no longer went out to vote they felt like why should they they you know they were uh, they cheated anyway so why should they vote and that is my biggest fear that republicans conservatives will give up and they will feel like they don't need to go to the polls and they will feel like they don't need to support the Republicans because the Republicans let them down or whatever the case may be. But you know what? We The only way, the only way that we will not be Venezuela in 10 years is if we unite and we do not disengage. We can't because we will be handing it over on a silver platter to Biden and Harris, which I'm sure she's going to be the president. So, you know, and, yes. and the rest the rest will be history, as, as we say it. So Absolutely. Absolutely. that's my message. Den, uh, Denise D'Souza, uh, Debbie D'Souza, Denise D'Souza. Debbie D'Souza is on with me, my special guest, and I want to thank you for being there. I have much more to talk to you about, but I, I do want, uh, in these next few minutes that we have in this segment, uh, Debbie, I want to talk about this. Um, how dire, let me ask you, how dire is the situation that we face? Is there need for more urgency in the American patriot, the American Christian, uh, the American uh, who cares about America as we once knew it. How dire is this situation? Talk to us. It's dire. It's very dire. Christians, you know, Christians, conservatives that don't vote, uh, we have to unite. We have to support the next Republican candidate, whether, you know, I've heard friends say, oh, if Trump doesn't run again, I'm not voting or I'm not supporting the Republican. With that kind of attitude, we will have a one-party system forever, and we cannot allow that to happen. So I just, I implore uh, conservatives and Republicans to to stick it out and to to unite and and ha- and be one voice because because we're strong together but apart we start splintering off and that is where we ha- we ca- I call it the the Ross Perot effect in other words we will have unintended consequences by going off on our own so we can't do that we we have to unite we have to be one voice uh, my special guest is Debbie D'Souza, recording artist and, of course, a voice all her own in the filmmaking process, along with her husband, Dinesh D'Souza. You know, um, when I look back on the journey that all of us have been able to witness uh, you and Dinesh taking together, I see the hardships as well. Uh, I, I lost a church because of the principal stand that I, I needed to take 
um, for my own core value beliefs, and I, I respect what you and Dinesh are all about because you stand on principle, even though it has cost him, in cases, his freedom. And is there a real attack against those of us who do wear this on our uh, foreheads and on our sleeves and on our backs uh, of conservatism and uh, and fiscal conservatism, particularly in this country? Uh, you can speak to that very well, I'm sure. Well, you know, an example of the attack, obviously, is now that we're seeing it, is the is the way that we have been treated on social media, and and the fact that we can't even ask, you know, about the election. You know, if we feel like the election was was fraudulent, we can't even bring it up. So so we know that there is an attack on our. First Amendment right, but only for conservatives. There is, there is freedom of speech if you are a leftist or a Democrat, but there is no freedom of speech if you're not. So that is dire. I mean, this is, it, it, it's so incredibly horrible that that we just we can't allow that to happen. And 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 unfortunately, because of of uh, the fact that we we did not win this election, obviously. In my opinion, we we lost it because of fraud. But whatever the case, it was it was too close of an election. There were too many patriots that refused to vote for Trump, and and some voted for Biden. They did, and that is I understand how they could do that. And so I think that things are going to get really really bad before people wake up and understand that elections have consequences and that even though I believe that there was fraud involved, I do think that it was just too close even without the fraud. So that's just, you know, that's my opinion. But I just, I cannot, I mean, I I, want to shout this from the mountaintop, but we have to vote for the next Republican. We just have to, because if we don't, we will become a one-party state. You know, Michelle, I I, uh, would want to get um, both of them on together. There's a lot of conversation that uh, I would like to have alternately uh, with them. I think this could be very fresh. Let me then uh, ask you this. Let's move into uh, these waters. And uh, many times, uh, Debbie, regardless of of, of how they may uh, paint us or define us, and definition always leads us to some type of destination, I believe, Uh, We have to stand on principle. And with that said, when we look at where you and Dinesh uh, are going, uh, when we talk about legacy, um, I want you to uh, think about that's going to be my last question to you. I want to ask you about legacy after this 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 brief break that's coming up. But let's start this conversation about uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and that effect. Is there something, is there a purposeful design in that ticket uh, that we may be able to talk about uh, so that people can understand what might be happening here? Is there a way of discussing that? Um, I think so. Um, I, I think that there was definitely a design in that ticket. Um, I don't believe that the design was for Biden to be the president. I believe it was for Kamala to be the president. 
Um, and I don't know how long Biden will be the president. Um, so unfortunately, uh, or, you know, fortunately, however you want to call it, um, Biden will, will probably not end his term. It, that, is, that is a very strong, you know, opinion that I have, but one that, that I think uh, the evidence backs it up where, where he's just not capable. I mean, you can, you can see the timeline of his, co- you know, cohesiveness, coherence. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's, yeah. Un- he's not coherent. No. And, and so um, as, you, as you look at videotapes of, of interviews with him, uh, you see that there is definitely a mental decline and so I don't believe that he will be mentally capable of, of finishing uh, this, his, his term. But I also think that it was by design. I think Kamala Harris was so unpopular that they brought him on because of the name, because of his name, um, to carry that ticket forward because they knew that she couldn't do it. I mean, she didn't even, she didn't even make no. it to the top in, in her own party. Right, in primary. So... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, in the primary. So I do believe it was by design, definitely. Absolutely. And uh, I uh, am in agreement with you on that. And I certainly look forward to uh, talking with you after this uh, brief break. My special guest today is someone who I'm I'm very happy to have on with me, and I'm certainly happy to add her to the collection of people that we have over the seven years uh, put on the show. Everybody from Hannity to Judge Janine, and now uh, honored to have um, on with us uh, Debbie D'Souza. And I look forward to speaking to both of them in in, uh, conjunction, in concert, so that we can get a full picture of where they are wanting to go and what message that they have for us next. They have certainly been great messengers over the years and certainly look forward to them spreading the word and us helping them spread that word as we go forward on our American journey. Don't go anywhere. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. If you don't get both hours of the show, you be sure to download free the C.L. Bryant Show onto your favorite device and um, hey, all the shows are archived there. At least the ones that I don't mess up since COVID. I'm doing this from my home studio. But I'm going to be back with my special guest, Debbie D'Souza, when I return. <laughs> Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Are lifted high 
CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. So glad that you could come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation here throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I have been blessed to have on with me today special guest, Debbie D'Souza. And, uh, you know, Michelle, I really would like to incorporate, uh, if she'll allow us, uh, portions of her singing God Bless America, her version of it into a part of our roll-ins and, and outs. I really thought it was absolutely special. I heard it the other day. I had seen uh, Hillary's America. I had seen that, but I, Debbie, for some reason, uh, you sounded, this song sounded just absolutely like I'd heard it for the first time the other day. And maybe it's because of the times that we live in. Uh, we need uh, to hear that voice. That, yeah. No, so Hillary's America was God Bless America. I sang there, God Bless America. But the the song that you heard was America the Beautiful, yes. and that was for Trump Card. Okay, I got the movies yes. mixed up. I have the movies yes. and Two the song. Two different movies. Yes, I have the movies <laughs> and the songs mixed up. The one I heard yes. the other day was absolutely, folks, listen, listen. I want everyone. Michelle, please, let's uh, have Debbie send that to us so that I can add it to, uh, get Jared to put it into our lineup. You know, Debbie, when I uh, was on with you in the last segment, I had started a, a, a conversation with you, uh, or at least a question with you, that I want to complete now, and I certainly want to have it on record as to your answer uh, to it, because there will come a day, and I know as active and uh, as busy as you and Dinesh are, uh, it may not be a time for you to rest now, but there'll come a time when all of us will sit and rock on the porch and look at the sunset and hold hands and reflect on what God has allowed us to do. Give us an idea of your legacy. What would you want us to say about you? Talk to us about us well about me and Dinesh we we want to be we want to be remembered as as patriots who who had a megaphone because see there there are a lot of patriots out there that that don't have that large megaphone for people to to hear right they are in their small communities or in their churches or in their small groups and um you know Dinesh and I have have the opportunity and and we're blessed to be able to make movies uh and now um you know we're we're doing this podcast I'm producing it Dinesh is is doing it daily um and so you know we get the opportunity to tell people uh, what we think every day and so i know that at the end of all this when we are no longer uh in the public eye i feel that we will be remembered that way that we we try to uh sort of you know send a message out and and uh you know people uh some people heard it other people ignored it how you know however yeah. however some you know yeah. you know how that happens oh, yeah. but uh, but I do think that God has given us this large megaphone to be able to do that. And so I think that the, at the end of the day, I don't think we're going to sit back and go, you know, we didn't do enough. Yeah. I think we're going to say we did all we could. Yeah. And then some. And uh, and the rest of it is is the destiny that that God has for for America. But we uh, we're not going to be silent uh, just because. They, um, the left feels that 
that they can intimidate and silence conservatives, um, they are messing with the wrong conservatives yeah. <laughs> because yeah. we're not going to stop. We're not going to stop talking. We're not going to stop educating. And, and I'm certainly not going to stop comparing Venezuela and the left to this left here in america uh i've been i i've done that for a very long time there's so many parallels and maybe maybe on another occasion you can have me and i can i can go through all the parallels of the venezuelan left and the american left and there are a lot uh and and i will continue to to sound off uh that way because i want people to to hear it from people that have lived it and and to tell people that Socialism is not equality for all, but rather misery for all. Uh, we have, I have an aunt that lives in Venezuela right now. She's an elderly woman. And we send her money, very little money, because we can't send her a lot. We can't, uh, we can't put up the, you know, the, the there, there would be a red flag going, going to her house yeah, if, if yeah, anyone yeah. knew that she was getting money. So we have to do it in very small increments. Yeah. But this is a woman who's elderly who was getting a pension of about $10,000 a month uh, equal, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. in dollars. Yeah. And now that $10,000 is about a quarter. Wow. One quarter. Not not even a dollar, but a wow. quarter a month. My yes. goodness. And My goodness. Yes. So if that tells you the, the, the devaluation of the Bolivar and the high inflation rate, it's over 10 million percent inflation in Venezuela. People are dying. People have no money. And thankfully, she has us. But so many Venezuelans don't have, have that anchor. They don't have that support. So, um, you know, it, it's dire. And the situation happened very, very much like, like it's happening here. So we cannot allow the left to take us there. Our economic... Um, boom that happened under Trump, uh, under Biden, I predict will will go away. Obviously, with the coronavirus, this, this, you know, made it just, you know, horrible for our economy, but yeah. not, it wasn't Trump's doing, as you know. No. And they politicized, they politicized a real virus. I don't like to say that it's a fake virus because I know too many people that have died of it yes. and or that have it. But I do say that they politicized it and and they made it to where, you know, they blamed it on Trump and and then they used it. it as a as a way to to make the economy tank, you know, and I believe that with all my heart. You know, Debbie, and um, I uh, lived in um, before I came back here. My wife, I lost my wife of over forty years uh, last last year uh, to uh, next month, uh, and uh, uh, Jane. And um, but we were we were in Denver when she passed away. Uh, one week before the nation shut down uh, um, of COVID. And so I would notice the homeless. You were mentioning uh, a fake virus. I noticed how the homeless, they weren't dropping dead in the street and they weren't wearing masks. They were shaking hands. They were drinking behind each other. They were sitting on top of each other, you know, that type of thing. But they weren't, they weren't dying. And, and, and something just 
sound sounds sounded at that time counterfeit to me and i i still have not been able to put my hand on it but you did raise something there that was interesting and, and there's so much fakery and and deception that's the word deception that is going on now that we don't know what to believe or who to listen to and i'm very glad that there are voices like yours and Dinesh around. And yes, I'd love to uh, have you back uh, often on the show and let's talk. I think that there might be something kindred there. Well, I've absolutely enjoyed it. You are a great host and, and thank you for having me. God bless and God keep you. Continue to fight the good fight. Tell everyone how to get you or Dinesh to a place near them if they so desire to help you in any way. How are they able to do that? We have a a coast-to-coast, border-to-border audience and globally. Talk to us. Yes. So, well, we have a new podcast. It's called the Dinesh D'Souza Podcast. Um, It was number six last week on Apple. So uh, he's climbing the charts. uh, And and we, you know, we we just love that that people are able to to listen to him every day and watch because you can watch it on Rumble and YouTube. And it goes up about 4 p.m. Eastern every day. Um, and it's, as I said, available on Apple and Spotify so people can subscribe, and we would, we would love it. We, we're going to probably start in a few months um, getting questions from people so, um, so that we can be a little more interactive. But, um, but you know, just, just come on, and, and we, you know, obviously we, we are on social media, so if you watch, you can always message us on social media and let us know how we're doing. But, uh, but we're very proud of this of this venture. We decided just to do kind of kind of on the spur of the moment, just thinking, you know what, we need to do more. We need to have our voice out there uh, every day for people, especially after what happened. So uh, we would love to have people join join the podcast. Fantastic. And folks, be sure to do it. Join. What is it called again? Tell us again, Debbie. It's the Dinesh D'Souza podcast. Dinesh D'Souza podcast. Join it daily. Folks, you'll be blessed. I'm telling you, it's going to happen for you. Tune them in. Debbie and Dinesh D'Souza. Listen, continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will, Debbie. And I certainly know that you and your husband will make a very gallant and a very effective team through the years as we travel forward. And you are fighting the good fight. God bless you and God keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. Give you peace. And we'll talk to you soon right here on the show again. Thanks again for being on with us. Thank you, CL. Thank you. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was Debbie D'Souza. And I'm so glad to have had her on with me uh, here today. I want to thank again my good friend Malcolm for uh, uh, hooking us up and and uh, and everything. That, that was just great. Uh, I really like that. And I uh, look forward to us doing uh, sort of a, um, a community type of conversation with them around table, around Robin type of discussion with them. Uh, and uh, see what we might be able to do together as we travel forward uh, here into our American future. As all of you know, I'm taking my show on the road. I'm going to Florida here real soon, and uh, I am really um, thrilled about that. Uh, All of you, anybody know me, know that I don't get too thrilled about much. I really don't. But I'm really thrilled about that. I somehow feel that 
for some whatever reason, a fulfilling reason, um, uh, that is where I'm supposed to uh, supposed to go, and that's where I'm supposed to be, and so that's where I'm gonna be, and that's where I'm gonna go um, today, the last day of the era of Donald John Trump, at least for now. And yes, I say for now because. You have not seen the last of Donald John Trump, good Lord willing. Yeah, you have not seen the last of Donald John Trump. And um, my friends... Let me say this to you. When you have people like um, Snoop Dogg, who uh, is petitioning the president to let go um, Michael Harry O. Harrison, Harris, hey, who knows what may go on? In the meantime, you still have young people dropping dead. Um, socialite style setter um, began making a name for himself as a teenager. Harry Brandt is dead 24. You wonder just what happens, what went on. Made this kid check out so early. Yeah. And, um, I'm looking at this story right now, and um, he's found dead. Accidental drug overdose, prescription drugs, prescription drugs, killed um, Michael, killed Prince. And now um, kill this kid, Harry Joseph Brandt, founding member of uh, the Next Generation uh, Jet Set, the new look. It uh, he was the it boy for a while. Well, they found the it boy dead. Found him dead of a drug overdose, and it looks like. Uh, Prescription drugs. Prescription drugs, once the culprit. Oh, man, this guy had um, all the young gals just whispering in his ear. Dead. You know the strangest thing about America and our young people? And, and man, I, you know, one of the things, one of the reasons why I really want to uh, hook in, hook up with uh, Dinesh and, and uh, Debbie. Is this? Our young people live in, and I think we're we're able to articulate this in ways that um, might might not be articulated other otherwise. Um, 
we live in the greatest nation on earth, right? I, I believe that. I mean, I'm a nationalist. I believe that America is the greatest nation on earth, and I prefer America over any other nation on the planet. You may say, well, you haven't lived on all the nations. Well, I don't have to live on all the nations on the planet. I love this one. I've heard about them the same way they've heard about us. And um, what I've heard about them, I'm sure there's wonderful things to see in every place that you can possibly visit, right? There has to be. There's great places to see everywhere that you might go. But just about everywhere you do go in America is a great place to be and a great place to see. I don't care if you're in the middle of nowhere. You're in the land of the free and the home of the brave. But the question is, how long shall she remain that way? And my friends, if she goes away, I'm not sure she'll ever return. I'm not sure she will. She could, but I'm not sure she will. And that's tragic. That, my friends, would be the most tragic thing in the entire world. If America would go away and she doesn't come back ever, not that she found anything else to do or anyone else to do it with, but it's just that conditions that exist cannot sustain her. So she goes away to some distant place where freedom still resides and liberty is still respected. America can go away. And if she goes away, friends, my fear is she may not return. In every man, woman, boy, girl, even those of you who may be wrecking your lives right now, who might be headed to exactly where this kid found himself, where he wound up, Harry Brandt. Yeah, founding members of Next Generation Just Set. And a new look. He's the it boy. Well, the it boys found dead. Drug overdose. And um, what do we do, my friends, for this coming generation? I'll be back. I want to talk a little bit about that. When the C.L. Bryant Show returns in just a few minutes, don't go anywhere. Worth saving, so you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping, so you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for, so you sacrificed. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa. Play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop.
Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. Home stretch of the C.L. Bryant Show. Thank all of you for coming along with me here today as we have built the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Right now, let me use your imaginations for just a, uh, a couple of minutes. If, if you just, just lend them to me for just a moment, let me, let me use your imagination for just a moment here. Now, I've just had um, Denise um, D'Souza on with me, uh, songwriter and uh, um, recording artist in her own right, a filmmaker, along with her husband, uh, Dinesh D'Souza, just had her on with me. And we were talking about the America and the state of America and as we move forward and the message that should be and must be sent and the urgency of that, how dire things are. We've been, we were talking about uh, that type of thing. But, but right now, I, I just want you to let me, let, me, let me use your imagination for just a moment. And um, I know most of my audience is over 24 I know that you are, and I'm thinking about this kid um, that was found dead, uh, this trendsetter, Harry Brandt, uh, 24, dead, um, um, overdose of prescription drugs, opiate most likely, opiates most likely. And um, you're 24, all of a sudden. I know most of my audience is over 24 years of age, but all of a sudden, but right now, all of us right now, right now, all of us are 24 years of age, and you're living in America, the land of the free, the home of the brave, the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has never known, but you don't know it. You don't know it. It's, you're living in the greatest place you can possibly live in as far as the real world is concerned. I mean, even, I mean, yeah, people around the world live in a fantasy land when it comes to the Internet. Okay, that's it's really mostly a fantasy land. Uh, even most of the news stories there, it's fantasy. Uh, you hear real news right here on Real Talk, on, uh, on C.L. Bryant's show, on Red State Talk Radio. You hear real talk right here. And you will start and you will hear real talk on platforms like this as time goes by. This will be the platforms that you will be able to trust. Because we have no axes to grind. We are our own people here. And that's, the, that's what was happening with this president that we had, uh, Donald John Trump. He was his own person. And so he was able to be himself, say it like he needed to say it. And guess what? We hate, you hated him for it. I loved it. I loved the straight shooting and the no nonsense approach. And uh, I like the, uh, you know, the uh, longshoreman type of uh, language, <laughs> you know, and, and approach to the, the bully pulpit. I, I, I really like that. I really, really did. Some of you may not, but I, I did. And, and I'm just being honest about it. I liked it. And so uh, here we are about to enter into this new phase of Americanism with socialist 
in charge of the country, and you have 24-year-old people who are enjoying the good life. I mean, they have more money than young people ever had before, and many of it because many times because of the internet. And then, if they're not doing good on the internet, they're hanging hangers on to those who are doing well on the internet or those who might be doing good in cannabis. Young people are making money in all types of ways these days. And if you're not, if you're young in this country right now, and you're not finding a way to make money, you are missing the entire point of being a young American taking advantage of the capitalist system. And you better do it before it goes away if you're not going to fight to keep it. And that's where we run into what I'm wanting to talk to you about as we close out the show today. You have a generation of young people who have the best place to live in the entire world. But for some reason, they're killing themselves. And many of them don't want to live. And who knows if this was an accidental or intentional overdose. They can tell us anything, you know. And quite frankly, you pretty much have to believe it unless it's your kid or your nephew or your son, you know, whatever, you know. You have to believe it because what are you going to do? There's too much going on to try and chase stuff down anymore. Unless that's just what you want to do and uh, find out what's going on with that. It's just too much going on. And so um, that's where it is. That's what it is. That's how it is. You can believe that. That's how it is. So, um, hey, what do you do? What do you do when you have a generation of young people who live in the best place on earth but yet they don't want to live. What does that make your future look like, America? When your young people live in the best place on earth, you've managed to at least keep it that this far. But I feel like you're giving it away, and it seems like they're self-destructing because they see the impending doom of what may happen in this country. Scripture does predict it, though, doesn't it? In fact, that is the fear of uh, scriptures, especially the book of Revelation. Although for those who understand the book, the Bible itself, Revelation is a, a, a book of joy. Hey, even so, Lord Jesus, come. Hey, let, come on. And let the good life, true, good, truly good existence begin. But I'm not going to rush it. It's going to happen. The scripture tells us it's going to happen. But he will not come like a thief of the night for us. He'll come for a thief of the light in, in the night for those in the night for those who are, are unaware. But for those of us who look for his coming, look for his appearing, it, it won't surprise us. He's given us all the, the indication. He's told. He's told us. So, my, my fellow Americans, 
our survival and our future depends upon uh, as a nation. Now, you're going to live it out one way or the other anyway, uh, you and God. As, oh, yeah, that's going to that's gonna happen one way or another either anyway through an eternity because you didn't come here to stay. We're, we're just here temporarily. And when, once that mission is completed and once our mission on this earth is finished, then, uh, then it's finished. It's done. And sometimes uh, even in your death, there's a message. And so uh, don't be afraid of that because all of us have an assignment here. It's when it's appointed. You see, whenever, whenever, and scripture says that in Hebrews, scripture tells us it's appointed unto each of us, each of us, mankind of mankind, womankind, whatever you get, human beings. It's appointed once to die, which means the entire lifespan then is appointed. Because you, you can't have an appointed time of death, an appointed time of departure without having an appointed time of arrival at certain points in your life. All of it then is appointed. And then what makes you know that it was appointed, every point, every possible step of it was appointed, is that then the judgment. Not you're not judged for the death, but you judge for the life that eventually here on earth leads to death. That's what you're judged for. It's appointed unto all of us once to die, and then you're judged for not how you died, but how you lived. And unfortunately, we have so many young people who are living with dying on their minds in the most prosperous nation, at least it was, up until, and it still is, even today, which is Inauguration Day here in America. At this moment in time, we're still the greatest nation on earth. But how long will that last? Well, our young people are taking the attitude, well, we're going to live the best we can now because it appears the way this thing is going to go. And even though they're going along with it, they would vote Bernie for sure so that he can give them free stuff, free stuff, free stuff. And I've just figured out why young people don't mind all this free stuff, free stuff, free stuff, and never have to worry about who's going to pay for it. You know why they don't mind it? It's because they're not planning on being here. Young people are killing themselves with dope, alcohol, and all this other kind of stuff. You know, they're killing themselves, and they're taking their own lives purposely. And they're they're, they're actually living the type of lifestyle where, hey, even if uh, they die, they don't care. They 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 went out the way they they went out feeling good. That's the lifestyle. That is what our young people are all about these days, and. They don't care that everything's spin up because they don't plan on being here. You ask the average young inner city young person about uh, being 25, and he looks at you like you're crazy because he don't he don't see himself living to 25. 
And this 24-year-old Harry Brandt, the it guy, the it boy, trendsetter, style setter, found dead. They're saying it's an accidental overdose. But, hey, what does it matter? He was either taking him for the pain that he felt physically or the pain that he was feeling emotionally. He was taking him for the pain. Why is there such pain in America? Oh, that's going to be a good show. And I want to have my good friend uh, on to talk about it when we um, have him, Dave McMillan, on with me. Dr. Dave is going to be up on with me, a psychiatrist, therapist. No, he's not my psychiatrist or therapist. Although, if I need one, I'm going to talk to him. But I haven't needed one. The Lord has been my shepherd. And I have not wanted for anything except um, for the loneliness that I have felt to um, to go away. But even he is helping me even with that. And I am so grateful to God for sustaining me this far on the journey. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us. And our America is still our America. Let's be vigilant. Let's be vigilant as we move toward our American future. And uh, more than it, more th- and than ever before, let's take our nation back. I'm CL, and I want to thank God for bringing us to a close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to speak to you again, uh, I want to tell you this. My heart's felt desire is that God will bless and keep you all. Mm-hmm.